before we introduce Rabbi Levitansky, who everyone knows already and loves, I just want to thank everybody for all your participation in the raffle. It was a phenomenal year. It was really wonderful. Everyone here is a winner. Thank you so much. Wow. Uh, really, really, all I want to say is for all of you who enjoyed you see in my shop yesterday, it's all about learning Torah and supporting Torah. Of course, that's what the Torah will stand for. So, you know that already. Love the Torah. And Mr. Shetty will continue to do more and more. I just also want to thank uh, Linda to come by. Linda. <laughs> Phenomenal job, Linda, in handling everything. No, someone is handling everything for the raffle. There she is. Yeah, and of course, to Ramisha Glazer, who's led the raffle and produced an incredible results, hooked up with me, and that itself is amazing. And just lastly, to introduce uh, Rav Shroy, I think it's very fitting that this year uh, he, he speaks with us and gives us some words of uh, excitement about Tyra and that we just came off the CMS shots. And uh, for I think everyone knows that we've been working diligently to expand the Kylo. We're excited about the expansion. Rabbi Levitansky is working closely with us it's going to happen soon. I don't know, before or after the base I made this gets rebuilt, it looks like it's already partially built. But um, anyway, we're excited about the expansion of the Kylo and look forward to that happening, certainly by Elizman and building Tyra with everyone here helping us to participate, to take on a big expansion bring on a rice Kylo and a number of new guys is going to take a lot from everyone here and everyone in the community but i'm convinced with the energy that we have to build tyra and, and people's commitment to learning tyra that uh it will be no problem to raise those funds Shroy, give us some words of physics please hello everybody can you hear me yeah. murray in the back there you can hear me <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know we're in business. Um, I think this is my first time really speaking to the Ilum since I left almost 10 years ago. So uh, this is a, uh, for me, I'm, I, I'm very honored and I appreciate very much when Yubyakov reached out to me if I'd speak tonight for the, for the Musravad for a few minutes. Um, we, we left St. Louis 10 years ago, but I think on a regular basis, uh, we're really in touch, whether it's through the Simchas, we had Rabbi Zerevin's Chasana a week ago, and through people coming here. Whenever anybody comes to Lakewood, please, we had Yehuda Raskis uh, for dinner one night in Hanukkah. We'd love to see everybody, and it's really, uh, we're still in touch, and we still miss it uh, all the time. So um, it's just, I'm, 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 it's a schus, really, to be able to share with you just some, some thoughts on the Parsha. Uh, it's hard to think about the Parsha right now and not try to connect it to the Siyam Ashas, for those of us that were there yesterday and for those of us that, that watched it from afar, um, it's, it's an incredible thing joining 
100,000 in one space, but so many hundreds of thousands literally around the world for a, such a simcha and such a, a message of limana Torah and the importance of Torah. There's, no, there's nothing really like it. So I think that's going to color what we're all thinking over the next couple of days. When we learn these parshias, when we learn every parsha, we're learning it not to just hear a story that happened in the past, but to really take a message that's relevant, applicable, and very, very powerful for our own lives. Each and every sipur and story in the Torah is there to teach us not only how our avas lived, but more importantly, how we should live. And when we learn and we study and we understand each part and every detail of everything that happened in every part of the Torah, we're walking away with life lessons that are true throughout history. This week's parsha begins with one of the, what we'd say is more exciting parshas in the Torah. When Yehuda takes on what he seems and what he believes to be the second in command in Mitzrayim. Yosef is the second in command to Paro. Yehuda, really a, from, from the Egyptian perspective, a nobody coming from Canaan has no fear in challenging Yosef and willing to tell him, I'll take on Paro. The Medrash describes it in a, in a much more descriptive fashion of this epic battle between Yosef and Yehuda. And when every time we go through this parsha of Ayigash, Elav, Yehuda, he got himself ready to do tremendous battle with Yosef, we kind of wonder where did he get this inner strength to be able to challenge the leadership of the world at that time, which was the Egyptians. You take a look back in last week's parsha, we find that when the brothers came back to Yaakov, they knew they could only go back with Binyamin. Ruvain responds to Yaakov and tells him, I'm willing to give up the lives of my two sons. How precious are our children to us. Ruvain says, I'm willing to give that all up. And yet we find Yaakov was unimpressed. That willingness did not give Yaakov the comfort he needed to know I can send my son Benjamin with you. Yehuda said, I'm taking on the Achrayas. I'm willing to do it. And all of a sudden Yaakov said, that's okay. What changed? What was it about Yehuda's willingness to take on the Achrayas that impressed Yaakov enough that Ruvain didn't have? But Nassim Vachvaigl, who was the Mashkiach in Lakewood for many, many years. He started with Reb Aaron in the 40s, and he was Nifter in the 90s, I believe it was. Explains as follows. He talks about the concept of achrayas, of taking responsibility. Ruvain said, He took responsibility, but he limited it to his two children. We're talking here about the future of Klal Yisrael. We're talking here about the future of the Shifteka, the Shvatim, and the future Binyan, the building of what's going to be in the future of the entirety of the Bnei Yisrael. Yaakov Avinu said, that's not enough. You want to take on Achrayis, saying Yeshnei Bonai Thomas, that wasn't enough Achrayis. Yehuda said, Rashi explains, I'm willing to give up my life in this world and the next. I'm going to make it work. There's nothing that I'm not willing to do to take on the Achrayas, the responsibility to ensure the future viability 
of Klal Yisrael. You're willing to give up everything. This world and the next world, that's Achrayas. Says Yaakov Avinu, you can go. Yehuda is standing in front of Yosef. They were on their way back. Everything worked out. It was perfect. They had their food. They had their money. They were treated royally. Shimon is back with them. All of a sudden, Binyamin is taken. Yehuda is that Balachrayas. He stands forward and he's willing to give it all up to make it happen, to ensure that the Shvatim go back intact. There was nothing that Yehuda wasn't willing to do. Achrayas means I'm going to get the job done. Nothing's going to stop me from getting that job done. When we're standing at the CM Mashas, I took some people that had come to the CM from Houston. They joined us in Lakewood this morning, walking them around the yeshiva. How does the CM Mashas happen? 100,000 people in one location, 20,000 in Barclay, I don't know, 32 cities, hundreds of thousands, a million people with online. I don't know what the numbers were. How does that happen? How does a yeshiva like Lakewood happen with six, 7,000 Talmudim? It happened because there was one person that took Achrayas, whether it was Moshe Sher for Agoda, whether it was Rebaran Cutler for Lakewood, and said, I'm going to give it all up to create something because that's what Hashem needs to happen. There's something else that's very, another powerful vart in this week's Parsha which speaks to this. Where does somebody get the strength to take on the Achrayas to do the impossible. <clears throat> when Yosef reveals himself to his brothers and he says, Ani Yosef we, we conjure in our minds all sorts of pictures of what that looked like. One of the most powerful emotional moments in the Torah, we have it later on, when Yaakov met Yosef, it's hard to imagine what was happening in these moments. Rashi tells us that what the brothers experienced their moment of shock and in a sense of shame they experienced at that moment is what we're going to experience when we meet HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There was some sort of musr being said at this moment to the brothers that is reminiscent of the musr each and every one of us are going to experience. There's a famous Beis Alevi on this, which I'm, which I'm not going to share with you tonight. But I do want to share with you what Rav Nassim Vachvogel says on this as well, because I think there's such a powerful message for one who takes on a chryas and one who says, I'm going to build no matter what. The brothers were speaking to Yosef for many months. They came to Mitzrayim, not only looking for food, they came speaking for Yosef. But Yosef was standing right in front of them. All of their interactions was with the exact person they were looking for. They didn't realize next to them was Yosef. The person they were speaking to was Yosef. He was who they were searching for, but they were oblivious to that reality. All of a sudden, their eyes were opened. said, you're Yosef. You were standing with us the entire time. Woe is to us from the day of judgment, says Rashi. We're going to realize at that moment that when we took on the Achrayas, when we lived our lives, when we did what we had to do, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was standing there with us. He was opposite us. He was next to us. He was holding us. He was guiding us. He was giving us the energy and the capacity to accomplish everything. When, it, when you live in a community like yours, and St. Louis, you should know, when I lived in St. Louis, I appreciated St. Louis. I have to tell you, I knew it was an incredible place. 
But having left St. Louis and traveled the world, and I don't mean that figuratively, I mean that literally, gone to hundreds of communities, up and down, back and forth, you're blessed and privileged to live in a truly incredible community, a community that lives on Tyra, built on Tyra, a Bismedrish and the Aguda that permeates across the community of a importance of learning Tyra. It's an incredible place, but it's built on people who say, we have an Achrayas. How are we going to bring in a Nourish Kaila and New Yungalite? We must do that so our community can continue to grow in Tyra. There's no other option. And when one does that and takes on that level of Achrayas, that's where there's Zaychet to see HaKadosh Baruch who's standing with them and see the reality of that Siata Deshmaya that Hashem is going to allow us and give us the schus to be able to continue to build. So we're now about to have that world-famous yearly raffle of the St. Louis Kailul that gives them the funding they need. Mayor takes on the Achrayas. We all know that Mayor lives, eats, breathes. Uh, he's a lawyer, they tell me, but I wonder sometimes when I speak to him how often he does law and how often he worries about the Kailul. But each and every one of us, that doesn't absolve us from taking on the Achrayas as well. The Achrayas, for the, not only for the Kailul, but for the entire community, all the needs, the Tyrant needs, the Gashmias needs, the Ruchniyas needs of the community. But tonight we're talking about the Kailul. So, Emitz Hashem, I look forward to continuing to work closely with Mayor Rabbi Greenblatt and all of you on bringing in a new Rosh Kailul, bringing in a new Yungalite. But each and every one of you are the partners in taking on that level of Achrayas it says, I'm going to do what it takes. And when we say we're going to do what it takes, we're going to have the Siat Deshmaya to be able to build beyond what we ever believes we can. Thank you very much. It was beautiful, inspiring. We miss you more than ever. Thank you. Okay, uh, before we have the actual drawing, I just want to thank Rick Feldman for not only helping to. with this room tonight, but really um, the really revival of this conference room, which we're now calling the Carlo Learning Center, is through Rick. He's the one who painted with his own hands. I wouldn't know what that's like, but he painted this room. He put that TV up. First he had a smaller one. It wasn't large enough for the shore. But you take it down, get a new one, run around. Rick, I should play off. Great job. And Moshe says everyone should eat for two or three minutes while he shuffles tickets. <laughs> with us and watch the raffle. Of course.